Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to give a voice to the women whose story is moving, meaning, and meaningful and compelling. Today, we're going to share the story of a woman named Sarah Cheek of Lean Into Living. Now, I met Sarah virtually through an introduction from another Sarah, who's a good friend of mine, and probably many of you who listen know her as well. Sarah Tetlow introduced me to Sarah Cheek. So welcome, Sarah. I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Well, it sounds really interesting what you do um, based on the limited knowledge that I have. Why don't you tell us a little more about yourself? Sure. Um, first of all, I love what you're doing with the podcast. I love that you are honoring women, and I just feel very privileged to be a part of that lineup um, and get the support from you and from the listeners. So thank you for having me. You are most um, welcome. Okay. Super sweet of you to say. <laughs> So um, my career background started actually in nursing. I was an ICU nurse for 10 years. And then um, the hospital that I worked at began um, adopting lean management as their primary management philosophy and decided that that was the best way for them to go um, in order to ensure improved healthcare, improved outcomes, um, just better patient experience all the way around. So I was introduced as a nurse to this philosophy because part of lean is problem solving with the frontline staff so that you actually get the voices involved of the people who are really doing the work because they actually have the answers as well, but they're not usually asked. It's normally something, you know, problems get escalated up to the boardroom and decisions get made completely away from the bedside where the work is really happening. So um, I was very inspired and excited to be invited um, to be a part of Lean early on at the that hospital. That is awesome. May I say something about that? I think that is incredible. Yeah. And I think that applies in every work setting where you know mm -hmm. big decisions are made so far away from the actual boots on the ground, if you will. It's, it's almost like it, there's so much lost in that interpretation, I'm sure. So how impressive, not only are you a caregiver and an ICU nurse, but that you got involved in this. This is great. Yes. And to that point that this lean started with Toyota, uh, the car company, and has since adapted this management model across a myriad of industries from legal industries to administrative, to retail, to manufacturing, airlines, healthcare, government. So this methodology is highly adaptable. And um, after being a nurse for so long and feeling, you know, just in the world of the ICU, it's extremely intense. So it's appropriately named. Yeah. Um, I had just met my husband. We were starting a life together. And I thought, you know, I'm ready for something different. And this lean stuff is really resonating with me. And I feel like I can, I can make a much bigger impact on the world and on healthcare and for my patients if I am working in that modality. So That's amazing. Was, um, let me ask yeah. you something about that. Yeah. So occasionally I'll interrupt with a question because I'm a super duper curious interviewer. And 
I don't just, <laughs> you know, sit back and listen. I am engaged and I love what you do. I don't think I've ever had a guest who does what you do with your background. This is as well as having, um, you know, this kind of, you're totally a nurturer. I mean, just to be a mm. nurse, you have to be a nurturing person. So to bring your whole self to work and to bring that woman home, I want to ask how can what you do now um, impact women in professional services? So what I've taken is that lean methodology and helped women, corporate women and moms adapt that into their home life so that they can find more balance and more capacity to truly be the women that they are. And this, what's really behind this for me is that balance of the masculine and feminine energies that all of us have. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's very powerful. And it didn't really come to my mindset and my forefront until I had all of these ideas come together. um, And how can I take lean and bring it into my home life? So what it's done what I've seen that it's done for many women and what my, again, my intention is with the business is that women are awakened to that feminine side. And so many of us who are in corporate worlds, we are very, we have an overdeveloped sense of the masculine energies because we are, you know, that's what we've had to step into to be successful in this lifetime. So we've had to, you know, be highly efficient, high execute, do everything, get everything done. Um, Um, really uh, stepping out of our creative, soft, vulnerable, surrendered spaces and go into something much more um, uh, effective to get things done and accomplished. So we go into work. Um, That Mm -hmm. is so powerful what you just said, folks. So understand what she's saying. There are several studies from the 1990s that um, show that women had to mimic men in order to be successful. And I think we still do that in many ways because our softer, more nurturing, um, you know, transformational leadership skills aren't as readily accepted as that rigid, uh, aggressive, forceful manner that she's referencing. So I love that you said that. This is some of what I teach. So this is a beautiful example Mm. of how we still do that. So carry on. Yes. So you know, we are two different people, um, but what's happened, or we should, we should be um, getting to step into more of that feminine space as women, but we're not getting to. We go to work and we're in the masculine paradigm and in that masculine energy to get things done. And then we come home to our families and we have to stay in that mode. We have to get things done, the to-do list, the, the laundry, the dinner, getting the kids ready for bed, getting their homework done, all of that stuff. And we never get to step into that space where we are that fun, playful, spontaneous, you know, wild woman that is inside of us. And so our kids are not getting to experience that part of the world. And our world isn't getting to experience that either. So what I do is I help people to create space and capacity through adopting and creating some of these systems in their most problematic areas of their life so that they have space and time to breathe and to be the woman that they know they are deep down, but that gets buried because of life happening. 
Yeah, and I will say, folks, I know that there are men out there who play that role of stay-at-home dad mm -hmm. or work at work and then come home single dad. Or So men and women can benefit from this. We are just going to speak in generalities to women because we know there are more women who um, walk this tightrope, if you will, than there are men. So can, just just so you know, that's where we're operating, uh, the operating you know, point where we're coming from on this podcast today. So carry on because Absolutely. I love this. I was for many years the <laughs> woman you are describing. Mm -hmm. Yes, me too. Um, and it was only recently that I, my kids really got exposed to the fun mom. And how this business got birthed was I was the mom of two under two, stressed out, working full-time. My husband was also working full-time, um, but, you know, double income household in the Bay Area right. was necessary. And I was having anxiety attacks, panic attacks. I mean, I was a mess. And I just was like praying, there's got to be something easier. There has to be a better way. This is not sustainable. I don't want to do life like this. This isn't the mother that I want to be. This is not the woman that I know that I am. And then the light bulb started coming on about, why don't you take work home with you? <laughs> why don't you right. take what you're learning and teaching all these medical centers to do? Let's take some of those principles and adopt them into your home life. And so that's what I started to do. And then things really started to shift for me. I mean, I was so buried that I didn't even have the capacity to think like, oh, maybe I need to go have some self-care. It's like I was drowning. I couldn't even get my head above water to do anything for myself. So these tools allowed me to get my head above water, get my feet on, another, on the ground and take control back of my life and then be able to be more deliberate about, okay, what do I need to do for myself? What do I need to do for my kids? Where are the boundaries? Um, it just, it gave me so much space and freedom and that's what I was craving. Well, I'll say without taking care of yourself first, you can't be there to take care of others. And as a mom, we know we need to do that. Um, also, yep. I'll say that um, you're saving marriages with this. <laughs> I, mean, mm -hmm. I, I can tell you, I know a lot of women who are just, they didn't know how else to solve the problem other than to get divorced and just focus on themselves. Um, when yeah. a lot of that comes from an imbalance you know, and you're, you're bringing balance to their lives. So, um, I, I thank you for that. I, I am, I have yeah. to tell you, my language of love is quality time. And so when my husband mm -hmm. clears his calendar and he works from home or he comes home and helps out around the house, or we go do things that I otherwise would have to do by myself, um, because not only, well, first of all, I'm very busy. I own my own business, but people think because we work from home, we're not as busy or in demand or as, um, the things we do aren't as time consuming or critical as those who go into an office setting from nine to five. And that's a myth. In fact, people like you, people like me, we probably work longer hours and harder and more because we don't have the boundary of, Hey, lights out building locks up at five. You know, so um, right. I just love, love, love what you're doing. Tell us more about one, what you're doing, two, your proudest moment. But when you tell me more about what you're doing, tell me some of the application. Mm -hmm. um, and just to touch on what you said about the marriages, when I've worked with clients, this has taken away the resentment 
because yes. what, what I tell people is things aren't working in your life, not because of you. You're not to blame. It's not your husband. It's not your kids. It's because your systems are failing you. You don't have the structure and the support to keep you above water. And so what I do is I help people to create those systems. And an example of that is around um, meal planning and laundry. These were just very basic ones. But these things suck the life out of the moms that I work with. They and are the, just and the dads, and the dads that do that. And like, the dads. I, yeah. yeah. My husband does laundry, so let's give a big shout out to Mr. Mike and Jill. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do. Yes, I, I, I'm right behind that disclaimer with this. This affects men as well. Men actually um, really like this systematic stuff because it's very masculine. So right. it's easy for them to step into that. But to talk back quickly about what, um, even though the systems in, the, in and of themselves are more masculine energy and we're trying to help women shift more into the feminine, it's these, through these masculine energies and this, these systems that allow the woman to feel supported so that she can step more into her true nature. So the examples that we used that I've done with some of the clients recently were around laundry and meal planning. So I have this little system I created for seven minute laundry. It used to take me two hours a week to do laundry and now it takes me less than seven minutes a day. So what we do is we basically look at how are you currently operating with laundry? Well, I don't have a system. We just have laundry thrown in piles and then I do it as I need to. And then I get overwhelmed because I have four piles and four loads and it takes me forever. And then I'm resentful because I'm inside folding laundry while the kids are playing outside with my husband or having fun. So um, I, we help you look at your current process, how things are, if there is any structure. And then we look at how do we put some basic um, support structures in place? How do we remove the waste from your current process? Lean talks about eight different wastes that will rob you of any success uh, in any process in your life. Can you um, meal planning? Give me two or three of those, if you don't mind. One of, yeah, one of the wastes um, is steps. So, or our steps. So, this is taking more steps than are actually needed to accomplish the task. So, um, an example would be like if you're picking up your house and you're walking from the living room to the kitchen to put something back in someone's room. Then you go back to the living room and you pick up another thing that has to go upstairs and you're just kind of going all over the place versus having a, a quick system of decluttering in less than five minutes, which we have as well um, with some of our clients well, I'll where tell you, you one thing. grab your stuff. Yeah, yeah, this family, this family. Um, so we used to be much more formal when we lived in the South. Everybody dresses up even for football games. But then we moved to Hawaii where no one is dressed up for anything. Like you have your dressy flip flops, they call them slippers. <laughs> and um, so we, we've, I, one of the steps that I've eliminated from my life is makeup. <laughs> so I quit putting awesome. on makeup. Um, my husband and I have elected not to iron. We decide not to iron. We don't mm. feel like it's worth the, um, you know, judges, if you will, we'll just, wear linen and say it wrinkles naturally. So that's part of the beauty of it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, love it. I hear what you're saying. Little things mean a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, the dang it, it's another waste. 
So these are whenever you have to stop the process and start it all over again, or um, you have to just stop in your tracks completely and you can't move forward. So an example would be um, you go to the grocery store and you get home and you forgot something. That's a dang it. Now you have to go back to the store. You know, it's going to take more time and energy to get that stuff again. Something simple with laundry is you forget to move the wash to the dryer. So your stuff gets gross and stinky and you have to yeah. wash it again. <laughs> so these are things that like, they're, everybody they are, that one. <laughs> exactly. And these things add up. I mean, when we time and how long actual steps took, we were able to save people eight hours a week with just some of these mundane things that they aren't even thinking about, but that are wasting time and they feel it. They feel in the background a stress and a dread because they add up and they don't feel good because they're redundant. Let me redundant. ask you, um, do you think some of this has to do with needing to be more mindful and present? Um, I know for me, that's an issue when I go through the day and I'm like, what did I do? I know I got a lot done, but I wasn't aware that there was no awareness. I was going through the motions. My day is coming to an end. I'm exhausted. I know I accomplished a million things, Absolutely. but I couldn't tell you any of those things because I was just on autopilot. Absolutely. Because we are in reactivity. We're in yeah. reactive mode. So we're, there's not a lot of deliberate living in this way. And the majority of us are just living in reaction and not able to really be present with our kids in our minds and do things in a more balanced way so we're just rushing from one thing to the next living um i love what mm -hmm. you said that's powerful um and i would hate look my son is 18 he's off to college now and i tried my very love <laughs> best to pay attention to be with him in every moment and appreciate every hallmark you know every every um right of pa every passage every moment that something mm -hmm. bigger new or different happened and and to make and to honor the little things you know so um, now that he's out of the house, it makes me sad. I won't have the opportunity to do that. And I just think about all the times when I wasn't living deliberately, like you say, and was just going yeah. through the motions. I might have missed something. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. Definitely. Tell me a, a little bit. What has been your proudest professional accomplishment? With this particular career path, I would say my first client who I kind of tested this method on um, outside of myself. I knew it worked because I had used it, but I was like, ooh, I wanna make sure it'll work for other people. Um, my proudest moment was when she called me up in tears, so grateful saying, you are like an elf on the shelf. You know what's <laughs> going on in my life. You know the frustrations, like you really get what the problems are and how hard it is to be a mom nowadays and yeah. um, she she we went through some of the the things that um, made a big difference for her one of them was meal planning but the other thing was we actually helped her get home from work on time because there were things at work that were inefficient that were robbing her of time and that was taking away um, the time for her to spend with her kids so she was just beyond grateful and I was so proud and honored that, okay, this is my calling and I'm honored that this is my gift that I get to give to the world and my contribution. That's awesome.
That's really great. So you're changing lives, not just changing, you know, sheets on the bed, but seriously changing lives, saving yeah. marriages, saving. I mean, our goal in life, in my opinion, is to choose love over fear. And that means peace of mind, you know, self-care, mm -hmm. self-love, so that then we can be there for others whom we love. Um, and I think this kind of system that you have in place and the, the help that you can give those to cut out all the extraneous unnecessaries that cause so much angst. I mean, look, mm -hmm. professional women especially don't talk about this stuff because they feel like it will hurt them in the workplace to talk about laundry. Um, but, you know, laundry is your reality. Um, if you go to right. work in stinky clothes, that's going to hurt you in the workplace too. So right. laundry's got to get done. Right. Um, well, let me ask right. you, who was your inspiration or who mentored you or what got you? I know you said this was something you came upon. Mm -hmm. um, I've never had a, a true quote unquote mentor. Um, I've had people that have, you know, definitely impacted me. But I would say that the biggest mentor that I had was Louise Hay. When I read her book, You Can Heal Your Life. And that book, in essence, it speaks of you're responsible for the reality that you create. And at that point, that really shifted my whole life from being kind of in a victim, life is happening to me, to shifting to a wait I'm creating my life and I'm responsible for it so the everything that's happened from here on out and especially in growing my own, my own business it's very easy to just be like oh god no the clients weren't coming um, things aren't working out maybe this isn't right for me maybe this isn't right for the world um, but instead taking a more empowered approach of wait no 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 I have something to give there's a gift here and I want to create um, the world and the vision that I have. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. So mm -hmm. um, as you might imagine, I attract women to me who are of like mind in many ways and of like heart. Mm -hmm. um, you are not the first person on my show who has said their greatest inspiration was Louise Hay. Um, so, really? Yeah. <laughs> very interesting. I was thinking that's really interesting. Um, a lot of folks out mm. there know her. A lot of folks from my professional life probably have never heard of her because in legal services and in financial services, you're sort of restricted. You don't even, you don't reach out to what, what others might think are um, esoteric sources or resources. You don't meditate. Mm -hmm. You don't self-care. You don't engage in yoga and all these things they think are fluffy, but are life-saving. And now we're starting to see uh, the, the problems of their not engaging in these types of behaviors and in what you do and in what Louise Hay promoted and, um, you know, health and wellness best practices. We see those billable hour attorneys and we see those financial services, you know, traders and so forth stressed to the max and suffering mightily and divorce rates are high and suicide rates are high. Mm -hmm. and there has to be some balance and that's what you do. You bring balance to an otherwise, uh, what could be great life, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. And we do this practical, sustainable problem solving for people. We help them. We engage them. They're part of the solution of, how do you make these problematic thorns in your side in life easier 
how do you get rid of those thorns? One of my clients recently, she's got teenagers who are both failing in high school. And she's like, we have no structure, Sarah. I, she's like, I'm just a creative person. I don't do structure well, and I need it. So I went in and we worked with their whole family to create a system that would support the kids in being successful. Wow. And they've been doing great. Yeah. That's incredible. So yeah, that's why this stuff, it's, you know, I mean, I say laundry and meal planning, but it's like whatever, whatever's not working for you, that's right. what you can apply this, these tools to. So I know people, I've studied Buddhism, so I'm all about, you know, mm. when, you, when you see someone's home or office, it's like crazy, like the, the house threw up on itself. You're like, I wonder what their mind is like. Their mind is probably like all over the place, racing thoughts and unable to focus. And, and that's just an assumption. It's not always correct, but I have found that to be true in many, many cases. And it's like, get your shit together, you know, but how do you tell <laughs> someone who can't do that to do that? You know, so that's where you come in. Right. You are the person yeah. who can help them do that. Um, well, I'm sure it hasn't been a bed of roses and easy peasy. Um, tell me what's been your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome it? Um, my biggest challenge with this business was initially getting it out there and finding my message with this business um, and with the service that I'm offering. Um, you know, it, a lot of people were like, oh, you come in and you organize homes. And I said, no, it's more than that. It's, you know, you sometimes you need to organize a space in order to create a more efficient process around that, that, um, that space. But it's more than that. So I found that this was pretty leading edge. No one else is doing this. And so the challenge was how do I educate people? and help them really understand what it is that I'm doing and what I can, uh, how, how I can help them. So, so how to create what, your narrative, how to frame your messaging yeah. so that you get your value proposition across clearly to the potential users or buyers or clients. Um, that is, exactly. um, that's a gift I have, by the way, if you ever need help, free of charge, of course. So I will <laughs> help you. Um, clearly you've got your message, you've gotten it down pat now and you're on your road to success. And I think it's great. Um, but yeah, it's hard to articulate one's gifts, especially when thinking about talking about and promoting oneself. So to get someone else to say, this is what this means to me. And you go, yeah, that's it. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. So ask Sarah Tetlow. She, um, calls me lots about stuff like that. So I think it's amazing. I love it. What you do. I clearly understand the gift that you uh, bring to the table and the gift who you are you know, so there are not too many women out there who can um, help others do this. And I'm not going to say, uh, you know, er everyone, everyone, I don't care how organized you are. I don't care how mm -hmm. uh, much peace of mind you enjoy. Everyone needs this at some point, at some level and to some degree in their lifetimes. If not, then you're not doing mm -hmm. it right. You know, I mean, if, if your right. life is so perfect and in order and calm and your mind is so calm, then you maybe need to, you know, step out a bit, you know, get out more often. Mm -hmm. uh, so tell me something surprising That's, about you. Um, I am not an organized person. <laughs> wow. And that, That's totally And surprise. that is why I need these systems. 
so that's why I that's why I like gravitated so much to lean because this is not for I mean the people that are super organized and on top of things and have everything structured um, there actually is opportunity there's usually waste being hidden in those sorts of experiences and environments but um, this is for those of us who are not naturally super type A organized um, yeah. and not everything has its place. The systems help to create and set you up for that success so that you can feel great wherever you're at. And, um, and it's very difficult to not be organized um, and not feel on top of your game when you've got systems that are supporting you. Well, I love your example about the, the woman who is a creative, um, because that's mm -hmm. the beauty of those people is that chaotic mind creates so many, they birth the most amazing, uh, you know, mm -hmm. poetry and artwork and, you know, uh, music and, you know, whatever her thing might be. So it, being in Northern California, you probably have tons of opportunity because yes. we are so artsy fartsy, you know, we, you know, Marin <laughs> County is calling your name, but we have a lot yes. of uh, creative people around here. So, and, and I know a lot of my listeners are creative. People are shocked to hear that maybe lawyers uh, are musicians. A lot of lawyers are musicians. Mm. I mean, that's how they experience that other side, that outlet, the, you know, if yeah. you haven't read any Dan Pink, his recent book, um, The Whole A Whole New Mind, that's what it is, A Whole New Mind, talks about right brainers, the the future belongs to right brainers. So those who are mm -hmm. architects or engineers or lawyers or doctors need to tap into that side of themselves. And that's where you come in for sure, to help them remain yeah. organized and logical in their approach, but still tap into that other side with EQ and transformational leadership skills and like we started the program talking about um, the, the feminine side, if you will, the, the things mm -hmm. that women bring yeah. to the table. So if people want to know more about you, and I'm sure they will, because you're fascinating and I love what you're doing, <laughs> how can they reach you? Thank you. Well, I um, just had a two-month-old, so I'm a little bit on maternity leave right now. So the best way to reach me is through email. Um, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at leanintoliving.com. I'm currently doing one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching, uh, and I'll probably start my master class back up again in the spring. But emailing me uh, to begin with is the best. Uh, you can also follow Lean Into Living on Instagram, and I'm keeping things, um, just little cheats here and there, little tips uh, are super helpful. That I post them pretty regularly. That's awesome. First of all, congratulations on having just had a, a baby. So that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I am, uh, I still remember like it was yesterday. I loved mm. all of that, all of that, everything, even the spit up. I loved it. So <laughs> let me ask you this. Do you do a blog or do you have plans to do a blog? I have some things written um, and Yes, there, there, there's a couple things I've blogged about different projects that my family has done, nice. um, like morning routines and, and how that has kind of worked. And uh, my husband and I are also starting a blog around, um, we've decided to just randomly move to New Hampshire at the wow. end of the school year for, for an adventure. No, for no other reason, but for an adventure. I love that. <laughs> what, what part of New Hampshire? I have friends there. I'll have to introduce you to you later, but. Awesome. Portsmouth, the sea, the sea coast in Portsmouth yeah. area. 
I have a very, very good friend there. She's um, from the legal community, um, you know, so I think, uh, actually, I wish I had met you a week ago. I would have introduced you. She was here in San Francisco. So she's back in New Hampshire now. I wish you all the best. That's a, a beautiful area of the country. It's as beautiful as here, but costs less money. So, um, yes, we are fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank awesome. you. Well, you're so great, and good luck with the new baby. And thank you for what you do, folks. I will write all about Sarah in my blog, I will post it to my website and share it to my social media following. And, Sarah, um, I know your followers will do the same. You, you'll share with them on your, um, in your network as well. Absolutely. Have a good day, everyone, and thanks for listening.